0: You're listening to the Husker Online Show, your authority on Nebraska athletics.
1: You've you got to learn from a win and learn from a loss. I, I've really seen our habits and a lot of things around the building get better the last uh, couple weeks. Coming off a win, you got to double down on that, do even more of it, make sure you're focused. Focus is good, your practice habits are good, your effort's good, and
0: I expect the guys to to respond well this week. In big-time play, you've, you've got to come and bring it every every day in practice, every snap of a game. Uh, if you don't, you're gonna struggle. It's gonna be hard. Uh, Big 10, honestly, the defenses in the Big 10 are good. Uh, you, you're not gonna really ever have an easy game. So you have to be ready to fight and just honestly earn inches. Slowly, I mean, that's been a lesson that, uh, that's that been learned with some of the younger guys through the beginning of the year. Getting a win last week, um, I think, really, really helped um, the team as a whole. Um, just the trajectory of where this thing is going. We we know as as a, internally we know we've been improving, but um, it is nice uh, when you can get a win uh, to show that result. But yeah, I think uh, everyone on the team is definitely hungry to finish the season out strong. Um, potentially have a have a winning season. And welcome here to this edition of the Husker Online Show. Sean Callahan, Robin Washat. Later we'll hear from Nate Klaus in recruiting. But here we are, Robin. It's mid December. We're playing Big Ten football. Been sixty degrees all week in Lincoln. It's going to be a little snowier on Saturday, but um, you know Nebraska has got Week Eight here of Big Ten play. Minnesota, a very undermanned Gopher team, is going to be coming to Lincoln. Lincoln, you know they haven't played a game since November twentieth. They're going to have over twenty players out with COVID. Uh, PJ Fleck, obviously, not giving out a list of who's out, and I mean that's how you have to do it if you're in his shoes. I don't even anticipate Minnesota having a full 74-man travel roster. I'll be curious how many players come, who's all out for them. But, man, we've talked about all the bad breaks Nebraska's gotten with scheduling. They've gotten some great breaks here down the stretch. They get Purdue last week on the road after eight players opt out, kind of sandwiched between a COVID nightmare that they're facing now in West Lafayette with maybe 10 to 15 players testing positive this week. And now you get Minnesota coming off of a – you know, a near month layoff or three week layoff. And on top of that, uh, they're going to be shorthanded quite a few players. This sets up for Nebraska again to, to build some momentum against a very undermanned Minnesota team.
1: Yeah. If you're in Nebraska, you take any break you can get uh, with the way things have gone over the last few years. But uh, once again, Nebraska has an opportunity, uh, a golden opportunity to do something that it hasn't done uh hardly at all over, you know, the past several years. And that's string together two straight weeks of good vibes and winning football. Uh, I mean, obviously it's been since last September of 2019 since they won back-to-back games. Um, and, you know, I think even before that, since they won league, back-to-back league games. And so, I mean, this is something that to take the next step as a program, you have to win this game. It's the exact same situation they were in coming off that Penn State game and we saw how that went. So do, is this team finally ready? Have they kind of figured things out to the point where you have a golden opportunity in front of you to take a important step to gain some positive momentum going into the offseason, not only finishing this year strong, but getting some some good you know, juju on your side going into the winter that, you know, you haven't had in a long long time. So, I mean, that's the challenge up ahead of them right now. Regardless of what's happened with Minnesota, you don't care about that if you're Nebraska because this is a chance that you have to, you have to capitalize on. There's no question.
0: When I wrote this uh, on, Wednesday, or on Thursday, Robin, um, there are places in the Big Ten where these games don't mean anything, Week 8 and Week 9. Lincoln, Nebraska is not one of those places. Um, these next two weeks will essentially decide if we're going to have a nice spring and summer or kind of a drama, stressful spring or summer as far as the direction of things are going they're, I don't want to say they're must-win games because they're always must-win games at Nebraska, especially when you should win. I get it when you play Ohio State or a good Wisconsin team. Those aren't must-win games. But this week and maybe Rutgers on the road or in Lincoln on the 19th, you know, these are games they have to get. And who would have thunk we could be talking about a bowl game after Week 9? And you know, if Nebraska wins on Saturday and they win Week 9, presumably against Rutgers, they're going to a bowl game. And I just never thought that was possible after the 1-4 and start when we left Iowa.
1: Yeah, and and again, that's what makes this week particularly so important. I mean, just because it's the one known game on the schedule right now, uh, it's not just the next one it, it you know there's a chance you know who knows what's going to happen but uh this is the opportunity that you cannot let slip through your hands especially after already blowing it you know a few weeks ago in that illinois game so i mean there's a lot at stake uh for nebraska obviously for this season but you know, like i said long term you know you and i i mean we, we've been people listening you you know what Positive momentum going to the offseason does for not only the football program, but for the university, for the city of Lincoln, for the state of Nebraska. Like, it's just. A, Ticket sales next year. It's a better place to be you know, when when people are feeling good and there's optimism about the program. I mean, go back to 2015. You know, where they had a losing season, but they won that bowl game and right? they beat Michigan and State and they finished strong with some good wins down the way. All of a sudden, you know, people are starting to you know kind of buy into this. Then thing. it led
0: to a seven zero start the next year.
1: Exactly. And so just just that that winning mentality and those types of good vibes do so much to propel your program uh, from you know where they were at the start of the season to where they could potentially be uh, at the start of 2021. And it is senior
0: day as well, and we're going to talk more about some of those seniors, but all these kids have a decision to make on their hands, and that's a whole other storyline. Uh, essentially, I think 17 seniors, but really 15 key seniors that kind of all have playing roles on this team. And you know what's a reasonable goal? Could you get half these kids to come back next year? which ones would you want to come back? I mean, I think Will Honus and Colin Miller, if he wants to try to come back and play, JoJo Jojo Dolman's obviously kind of a, I don't want to say a pipe dream, but that that would be, if they got him to come back, that would really change the front if he could. But he just got invited to a draft All-Star game, so it's hard to say what he's thinking. I think Hymas is as good as gone. Mm -hmm. Um, I think Mills has to, I mean, what has Mills shown that he could go pro with right now?
1: He's got five games of film from the end of last season where he played you know, pro-level football. So, yeah, that's not enough, especially. Well, can you get a combine invite off that? Probably not, not. especially considering this year. I mean, the lack of in-person evaluation uh, scouts and NFL personnel are going to have this year just because of all the COVID stuff. Uh, I mean, there, there's the opportunities aren't going to be there the way they normally would. And I would hope
0: pro days are going to happen with scouts in person. I mean, who knows by March and April how vaccinated mm-hmm. this country is going to be, where the virus's threat's going to, go down. I mean, we hope that's where we'll be, but nobody knows. So yeah, I, I just think if you're a senior, there's so many unknowns. Yeah. And you know, I hadn't one kind of NFL or experts say, "Look, if you want your football career to be over with in 3 months, go pro."
1: It's <laughs> the reality. But here here's the other element to that though. It's not just the NFL cuz uh the XFL will be back uh in 2021. Really? Yeah. Uh, Dwayne "The Rock" Johnson bought it and he's going to be the the kind of Manager of that thing, so uh, that's another opportunity. We saw several former Huskers play in that, you know, last year before it shut down, and that was a good league, I thought. I mean, it was uh, you know, pretty close to being a, a, the the ideal goal of an NFL farm system. So there's always that opportunity too. If a you know player has financial circumstances that you know I need to go start making some money now uh, and stop playing for free. You know, that, that could potentially be an option that could sway some of these guys that were wondering would they come back or not. I will note that uh of the the senior day, they're gonna honor seventeen of the eighteen seniors. The one senior that won't be honored is Connor Culp. So that's a pretty good indication that he might be coming back. Twelve of thirteen year. leads the Big Ten and made field goals. He's not getting nearly enough attention. And, you know, I, I he I, should be getting all conference
0: honors. I think the forty nine yarder, was it forty eight or forty nine? Forty nine. I think that kick Change the narrative. I, at first, he was like, okay. Yeah,
1: he was just like a chip shot
0: guy. He, he, he's good at the 32-yarder, okay? You're a Division one kicker. But he showed something with that 49-yard kick on a grass field in December. I mean, that's, I don't care who you are. Outdoor kick. On grass in December, 49 yards. That, that's that's a big-time kick.
1: Yeah, I mean, he missed that one 38, 39-yarder against Northwestern, right? Was that early in the year? Yeah, and, and
0: that was a big kick. That's yeah. it.
1: Yeah, and after, after that, he's been perfect. So on extra points as well.
0: All right, when we come back, we're going to talk offensive storylines here going into Saturday. You're listening to the Husker Line Show.